Awesome. Let's just dive right into it. Okay. So resurrection is a popular topic this week. And honestly, it's a popular topic in most ancient wisdom literatures. So anyone who studies world religions, who looks at the past to figure out where we're going, uh, who reads our earliest writings as a, as a species is going to see this concept of resurrection show up repeatedly. And since it's such a popular, uh, such a popular topic this week, I wanted to make something for my friends and I who care about science and wonder and beauty. Um, I wanted to make something on resurrection for me and my friends. For, for my friends whose theological framework or just frameworks on life is grounded in something other than a, a book or, or a doctrine. I wanted to make something for my friends whose, whose framework is grounded in many books or many doctrines. Yeah, I, um, I wanted something for my friends and I who don't feel safe celebrating the concept of life inside of an institution that ultimately denies love being what wins. Um, I wanted to make a piece on resurrection that, that, that says this concept and this conversation does not belong to someone else. And, and we, regardless of where we stand, are free to have this conversation around the ancient concept of resurrection. And so in, in Buddhism, um, there's, a, there's a story of, of, of Bodhidharma dying. And, and three years after he dies, uh, there's this ambassador named Song Yun um, from Northern Wei. And it's, he said to, he was out walking. He was out walking in the Pimir Mountains. Uh, and he, he sees, he sees uh, Bodhidharma walking around just holding a single shoe. And so he asks him, he says, where are you going? And, and, and Bodhidharma replies with, I'm going home. And he says, well, why are you holding a shoe? And he responds with, you'll, you'll know when you reach the, the Shaolin Monastery, you'll know. But don't mention that you saw me or you will meet, uh, you're going to meet some disaster after that. So Song arrives at the palace and he tells the emperor that he met, uh, he met Bodhidharma on the way. And the emperor says, he's been dead and buried um, and you're lying to me and you can't lie to me, so I'm going to arrest you. And so then at the Shaolin Monastery, the monks inform them that Bodhidharma was dead and he had been buried in a hill um, that was behind the temple. And so they decide they're going to exhume the grave. They take him out and what they find him with is that what they find in the box is a single shoe, just one shoe. And so the, the monks, then they celebrate They're like our master, he's gone, he's gone back home. And, um, and they're, they're yelling this statement for nine years. He had remained and nobody knew him carrying a shoe in hand. He went home quietly without ceremony. Uh, in Islam, there, there's the, there's, Yan Al-Kiyama, the, the day of resurrection, where they, they have this, this monumental day they speak of when, when all people will rise from the dead. And then there's the story this week that carries so much weight uh, around the, the resurrection of a young Jewish rabbi um, who is, who is nailed, he's nailed to a piece of wood for, for speaking out about the powers that be, for fighting patriarchy, 
for, for seeking justice, for, for loving the people that were considered untouchable. He's, he's nailed to a tree. And, and the story that his followers have, have pushed since that day is that he rose from the dead, that he, he resurrected. And so the thing is this foundation of resurrection uh, somewhere along the way in these wisdom traditions was replaced with a fear of death. It was replaced with the fear of death. And so what used to be like, we're going to celebrate the idea of, of re-life and rebirth is now replaced with a fear of death. And the problem is, is that our brains don't create beliefs well when they come from a fear of death. In other words, the fear of death and recognition of our own mortality is not a good basis for our beliefs and values. Uh, and, and there's a few things that point to that. One is that research shows that people who are not religious fear death less than religious people. So people who are not religious, they don't walk around with this framework of, of, of fearing death. But then even deeper than that, like if you look into like terror management theory, the research that comes from that shows that when we're reminded, so let's say like I'm reminded of my own mortality, what's gonna happen is my individual and my cultural belief system is going to heighten in my mind. And an example of what would come from that would say like, if, if, like, if we experimentally induced mortality cues, so like it, it just put cues out there that remind me that I'm going to die, it's shown that I will have harsh, harsh punishment and even aggression towards those whose worldviews are incompatible with my worldviews and values. And, and more than that, that fear of death is actually going to increase my efforts or intentions uh, to live up to the standard of my worldviews, even to the point of me taking risky behaviors or threat to my own life. So this fear of death, like it's, it's not a good framework for finding our values and our beliefs. And we see that like religions and ancient wisdom literature, they tend to have this resurrection component. They, they seem to fight that unproductive system of creating beliefs by eliminating death, not holding death on a pedestal. So whereas we've taken these wisdom literatures and we've put death up on a pedestal, what the ancients seemed to do was they just eliminated death. They took it out of the equation. Resurrection, rebirth, re-life will eliminate death to find our values, not fear. You are going to die eventually. Um, and, and it is okay to be afraid of that. That's, it's okay to fear that. But that fear is not a good motivator for what you will do and believe before that moment. It's not a good motivator. Uh, and so if, if fear of death is not a good way to bring about our values, what is? Like what, that's the question, right? Like if fear of death is not a good way to bring about our values, what is? The interesting thing about values through the lens of say like psychometrics is that they don't really rely on the future as much as they rely on our experience. In other words, the brain doesn't strategize well by starting with, how does this end? The brain does not strategize well by starting with how does this end as much as starting with where have I been and what tools do I have because of it? That is a much better question to be mindful of.
to come up with our beliefs and our values according to what we know about the brain. And so I, I do, like I do have a, a value process that I've, I've enjoyed using throughout my deconstruction, um, but it isn't necessarily a helpful process to run through on this video. I just wanna throw it out there. Like if you reach out to me, if you DM me, give me a call, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to link you up with that. I think a more helpful way to end this video is, is, is to put two questions out there to be mindful of. And the first question is, after 2020, where do you see rebirth in your own life? Like in other words, what has resurrected in your own life? And the second question is, where do you see the opportunity to resurrect things you once found life in? Anyways, thank you for watching this video. If you found any of the information useful or helpful or fascinating, I would, I would love to share. Otherwise, I'll see you next week.